What's up, everybody? Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. Man, we have got a great draft Wednesday for you. Drew Doherty is going to stop by with me, John Harris, your host, to do a mock draft, and it's awesome. It is really, really good. If you heard it on in the lab, well, you're going to hear it again because it's really, really good. But we're going to kick off the show with... Mark Vandermeer, and we are going to go shopping. Mark, how you doing? Shopping for free agents, Johnny? Yeah, it, to a degree. Okay. To a degree. So, this one's interesting because the franchise, da- the franchise tag, what's the opposite of a deadline? Kickoff? Uh, yeah, sure. Kickoff. Okay. Window opens. Window is open. Yeah, so the mm-hmm. window is open for franchise tags to be doled out. Now, we've talked about this as it pertains to the Texans here in that we've only had two. Two. Javion Clowney in 2019. Dante, and Robinson. Dante Robinson. Yep. Pay, Pay me, me Rick. Rick. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> like, that's the prevailing Dante Robinson memory. When he made a lot of plays. <laughs> he was so good. He was so he made a very lot of good. Plays yeah, I know. He did. But then you have that situation. And it is so interesting because I think it's a really kind of a good lesson. Because as Dante described it, apparently he'd been wearing those shoes as motivation throughout the summer, and then he just left them in his locker, and it's like, mm, man, yikes. I remember being in the locker room that day, and Richard Justice grabbed my arm and said, go check out Dante Robinson's shoes above his locker. And so I'm like, okay. So I kind of subtly walked by, and I'm like, and I turned back to see him, and he just starts nodding his head like, oh, my gosh, this is about to blow up. And it did. Um but Dante Robinson is a good player, but pay me Rick. Now, those are the only two franchise tags that have been doled out. Our collective thought is don't think a franchise tag is going out to any one of the free agents. Doesn't mean it won't. Just our gut says probably not. But there are teams that could put the franchise tag on particular players. So Judy Batista wrote an article, Candidates to Watch While the Window is Open. So I want to look at this from two perspectives. One, these teams franchising that particular player. And if they didn't, should and will the Texans have interest in that particular player? Okay. All right. So this is just her estimation of who will get the franchise tag. And if they didn't from that particular team, do you think the Texans could make a move, should make a move? Is it too rich, et cetera? Let's start, and I think these are in alphabetical order, I think. Okay. A, B, B, D. Yeah, these are in alphabetical order. So there's no rhyme or reason to it, just alphabetical order. So it starts at the top. Jacksonville Jaguars franchising Josh Allen. Now, this one can have a lot of different tentacles because Jacksonville franchises Josh Allen. We then have to face him. He had two and a half sacks in a game the last time we saw him. But if they don't franchise him, he could be leaving Jacksonville. So now Jacksonville's got a void because Trayvon Walker has not been good enough to play on the edge full time and be great like Josh Allen has been. Josh Allen franchised in Jacksonville. If he's not, would he be on your list of a player the Texans would be interested or should be interested in? I would certainly check him out. He's going to get top dollar, and if he's not franchised, it's just going to be a derby, right? Whoever pays the most is going to win. Yeah, he'll figure in some other things. Would you want to play in Houston? Would you want to pay no state income tax? Yeah. That kind of thing. But to me, 
He's a terrific edge rusher. He can play the run. He would make you very happy. But the question is, do you really want to cough up that kind of dough for him? Well, you could just re-sign Grenard for maybe less money right. than Josh Allen is going to get for yeah. maybe, I said. So along those lines, um, and that's kind of that's kind of part of this as well, is the fact that um do you want to pay that that amount of money? And I and, and it sometimes it gets down to, hey, a guy is willing or his market says he's X number of dollars. So other guy it's X plus a certain number of dollars. But do you get similar value? I think when it comes to Josh Allen, honestly, I just assume at that point, and I hope we do resign John Grenard. I think Josh Allen's going to get more in the open market. Yeah. I think and the 17 and a half sacks, I think that's going to be real sexy. I just assume bring back John Grenard because I think the difference in uh, the, the difference in what you're going to have to pay is not negligible. And I don't think the value you get, is, I think the value difference between the two is negligible, if not putting John Grenard ahead. Oh, interesting. Yeah. If you'd put him ahead. Well, look, I don't think, Johnny, I think maybe one player on this team mm -hmm. will be signed because a high market free agent. Right. Okay. Maybe not one of these second tier. I hate to label anybody like that in this league. I respect the men who play the game, Yeah, yeah. but I know what you're saying. High market value free agents. I think you're only going to get one in from a different season. team coming in, even from your own team, only from your own team. Let's say Dalton Schultz is the number one tight end. Okay, Let's okay. say Grenard was the number one edge guy, even right. though he's not on the market, right. but Dalton might, I think Dalton is the number one tight end. I on think the he is. Yeah. I think you're only going to win one of those battles. And I think you only want to win one of those yes. battles for the high market value free agents. Right. So it might be Schultz. It might be somebody else, but I think one at most mm -hmm. you're going to have. Are you with me there? If you win two or three of those sweepstakes, that means you're paying top dollar right. for two or three free agents and what does that do to your cap? The right, deal they right. said yes to is mm -hmm. a longer term or long enough to right. be, hey, they could be outstanding players for you. We're not talking about ability here. We're talking about how cap strong you become right. next year, the year after. Do they pan out the way you want to see them pan out? I don't know. I think they're only going to get one of those guys. This is a day to remember February 21st when I said this, and we'll check my work in about a month and a half. I've said all along that I felt like it would be a maximum of one splash player. Right. So like, that's the same thing. Right, right. So we agree. But I agree with that. But I do think that there's a potential of signing one of your guys in addition to that. Wait, hang on a second, though. But, but is Schultz a splash signing? I think it is at this point. Because if another team signs Schultz, the yes. number one tight end on the market, you'd call that a splash yeah. signing. So Schultz, to me, is a splash. Well, we just had him. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. now he's free, and you got to right. pay top dollar. Well, that's the thing people are going to look at. Well, because we already had him, it's not considered a splash move. But he's the number one tight end free agent right. on the market. Okay, never so mind. That. Splash, if you want to define splashes, not on your team and, and makes headlines, because Schultz would make headlines right. if he had the kind. Let's say I agree. He, I he agree just had that. a one-year deal with Carolina and went nuts. Right. And now you sign them. That's a splash, oh, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We would okay, be going so crazy. Let's just call be going it, crazy. There's splash money and there's splash signing. You might not yeah. call him a splash signing because you had him. He's right. already – you're in a relationship with him. But he is free, and you got to recommit. I – with Josh Allen, 
I just don't know that I'm going to get all the value of what he's going to eventually get paid. You know how just, this business is. If you're I know. if you're paying Schultz, you're not paying Josh Allen. More, I, d- I doubt you are. Okay. I think if you, like, take Schultz. See, I feel like there are, and this next one I'm going to ask you kind of okay. plays into this. All right, go ahead. Because I feel like you could sign a couple of players that like Don Schultz and Giants running back Saquon Barkley. I think you could eventually sign those two players for what you'd have to pay for Josh Allen. Okay. Really? See what I'm saying? Okay. So well, that's different because the tight end doesn't command as much as the edge. Well, exactly. So we get to Saquon Barkley. We've talked about that a bunch. Don't know the Giants are going to franchise him. Don't know whether it makes sense for the Giants to franchise Again. him. But I think we've both talked about the impact that Saquon Barkley. Would you have interest? Yes. And then it comes down to, to numbers. I thought about this. I was listening to uh, Sean and Seth this morning, and one of them mentioned, I don't know, somebody emailed it in or texted it in or whatever it was. Three years, $27 million for a contract. And I was like, oh, my gosh. If Saquon Barkley accepted that, I'd jump all over it. Absolutely. Jonathan Taylor with the Colts got three years at $43 million. Three years, 43. There is no way and you know what that Saquon Barkley's taking three years for $27 million. No way. No way. He looks at himself as every bit as good. Yes. If not maybe a notch right. below, a right. little tiny notch. Correct. So could you get him for three for 40 that's I think that could happen, but that's still a lot. It's still a lot of money. Mm, so that's a lot of money. It's gonna be. It's gonna be tough. Can you get out of it in the third year? Well, that's obviously with some contract mechanics, probably so. B. Scott brought up a good point. What was David Johnson's contract? Oh, I, I can't. It, that, this that, is a franchise. Da, 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 was, da, da, was, I'm not listening. But it was different you. people. It was different people. But this it was, was 11.2 million dollars. I mean, this is it was 11.2 million dollars, and you got what? I think what would be an interesting uh, exercise, if this were possible, is figure out what a guy's contract was and then use numbers, metrics, however, and show what the actual value that that player provided for your team. I I don't know oh, how you, you know do it. they have a formula I, there's like gotta that. Be. There's got to be. Our analytics people have probably got some sort of formula. Yes. Because if David Johnson contract value is 11.2, he gave us what? 2.6? Well, you, you have to gauge it through other players in the league right. who are in similar situations, second, third year deal running backs. Because you can't possibly compare it to a first contract running back. Correct. You can't. Yeah, you can't. Now, can't. Barkley's going to see, as I said that previously, Barkley thinks he's as good as Jonathan Allen. Absolutely. I mean, I... Jonathan Taylor? I think my first offer to Allen him might brain. be, you know, three at 39... And they're probably going to counter with, you know, three at 50. And I don't know, maybe you meet the same number. I don't know if that number. gets done. I don't know. All, that's going to be hard. All the other things you want to do, I don't know if that I gets done. I just don't know. I mean, ah, that's tough. Derrick Henry? Uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, Brian Burns, Carolina Panthers. Mm. If he's not franchised in Carolina, I would be, I would be more apt to go after Brian Burns yeah. than I would Josh Allen. Okay. I understand that. And again, it's going to be top dollar. And based on my thought that you're only going to have one major splash money free agent signing here, top of the line, right. high market value, Correct. maybe that's it. Maybe they deem well, that that's the player you need. I don't think they will, but okay. that could be it. So you bring up a really good point, mm-hmm. a really good point. So let me ask the question this way. 
okay? Your stance, I think, is in, in mine is pretty similar. So let me ask the question a different, a different way. Okay. I'm going to give you the franchise tag potential for teams. You tell me which guy. You get one of these. Yeah. Which guy you would end up signing. Okay? Okay. So we went through, of these, Josh Allen, mm -hmm. Jacksonville Jaguars, Saquon Barkley, Brian Burns, Kyle Duggar, safety. They're going to franchise him. T. Higgins, Bengals. Ooh. Jalen Johnson, Chicago Bears corner. Mm. Chris Jones, defensive tackle. Justin Matabike, Ravens defensive tackle. Christian Wilkins, Miami Dolphins defensive tackle. Antoine Winfield Jr., Bucks safety. If any of those players are not franchised, mm -hmm. which would be the one for you? I'm not going after all things considered. Yeah. Value of the, the money that you got to pay, what you think of that player as a player, age, all of that. Uh, but you as you said, yeah. one splash player, one. one splash signing of those guys, which one would you want Nick, it to be? Nick comes down to the studio and allows me to pick. Let's just That's exactly that right. That's what's gonna happen. I mean, obviously, you know, pigs will start Nick, flying and Nick all that. Nick is but. listening to this saying, Yeah, that that's gonna happen every right. single day. Uh Winfield and Duggar, I'm not getting one of the safeties. Okay. I still have Jimmy Ward under contract. Correct. And I still have Petrie on my team, and I'm not gonna do this with a safety. Not now. We'll see what happens in 2025, but I'm not going to do it. That okay. doesn't mean I might not fortify. I have to fortify the position. Correct, correct. All right, Eric Murray's gone. We talked about some of the other yep. guys who are gone. So uh, if I have to pick from this list, I think all things considered, Matabike might be the guy. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, it's I need one. pressure up the middle. It's I a very good am losing Sheldon Rankins in this scenario, I would think. I would think I'm not going to sign right. Rankins and Matabike. But if you or Nick said, Vandermeer, pick one of these guys. Mm -hmm. It's got to be one of these guys, and never mind what happens to the rest of them. I know it might sound boring to some of the listeners, like, man, you you could have picked Bartley and transformed the running game. Well, Higgins, add to the receiving core. I'm not doing that because I need help in other areas. Mm -hmm. I'd also entertain Jalen Johnson. So it's Johnson or Matabike. I'm going to pick Matabike. I like your Matabike pick. I think – I mean, I like Johnson – I just feel like it's a pretty good corner, pretty good corner draft. And that's the other thing. You know, you balance the two out. You know, you talked about T. Higgins. Well, look, again, kind of going back to the Mike Evans situation. It's a good wide receiver draft. You can get good value. You already have Tank and Nico. Running back gets a little stickier because you're not totally convinced that you've got the right running back room right now. Although. No, you're empty. You have Damian Pierce. Right. You have Damian Darry's Pierce. a free agent even. Right. You and motor's, have a, to and motor's a free agent. Now, yeah. I'd love to bring back Motor, but I think you obviously have to bolster that position. But do you want to pay top-of-the-line money for it? Mm. I I'd love it, to <clears> see <throat> Damian Pierce get back to 2022 oh, yeah. Damian Pierce like we all would. But you, you've you got to add players. You have to field a team at running back. You don't have it. Similar to what we talked about the other day. There's no guarantee of it. You'd like to think you could get there. Just like we all thought Aaron Foster, man. I think Aaron Foster could be the guy in 2010. But you just... You can't guarantee it. So, okay, you go out and draft Ben Tate. Well, what's the worst that happens? You get a one-two combination. Well, same thing at running back. You go out and get a running back, put him with Damian Pierce. What's the worst thing that happens? Oh, man, you get this one-two combination at running back. Okay. But you're like saying that. in the draft, I'm not going to get that guy, you think? I think at running back, it's just not as deep. It's more so you're going to get probably best value at running back on day three. 
Mm, and value. yeah, that's where you got Damien. Yeah. So I think you can end up getting day three value with you know some kind of dual threat. But weapons. they're going to go get a veteran. It might not oh, be yeah, Josh yeah. Jacobs, yeah, yeah, Saquon yeah. Barkley, but they're going to get a veteran. They got to get a veteran. There's in no here. question. There's and no question draft. about that. I agree with you about Matty BK. Matty BK would be the one for me um, that I would. I would if I'm going to spend money. If I'm going to go get the Maserati, I want that Maserati. I want him because I think mm-hmm. he impacts an area inside both run and pass. And he could just take over games. He took over the game against the Jaguars on Sunday night back in the season. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. So I, I'm with you with that. I think you got all this money, everybody's going to say. But it's really going to come down to I think it's going to end up being one uh, one outside signing like a Matabike. And then either Schultz is coming back. Somehow Rankins is coming back. Uh, you know, somebody is coming back. Then maybe, I don't know, maybe we've written, maybe it's Grenard, who knows. But I do think it's going to be one exterior signing that comes in. And I know people were like, well, you get two or three with that. Kind of-. No, I think what you end up doing is you go get your Maserati and then you turn around and you go to Walmart and then you get, you get your, your paper towels and you get your toilet mm-hmm. paper and you get your essentials over at Walmart where you can Target. still get them. Target's expensive. Yeah, I want to go is. to Target. No offense, Target, but you're expensive. I'm, I'm Target's going, really expensive. Maybe I'll go to HEB for my paper towels or Kroger, that's, okay? Texans that's, partners. That's fine. How about that? Yeah, very good. Um, I'd go to HEB. You know, I'd this whole H-E-B. conversation underscores, besides groceries, this whole conversation underscores how much work they have to do. Yes. I would be the worst in the rooms with them right now because I'd say, oh, what about running back? Wait a minute. What about defensive tackle? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> what about corner? We, we also need a corner. Do you feel good about safety? You need depth there at the very least. Oh, my gosh. Receiver, you're all mm-hmm. right. I would be, my head would be spinning in yeah. there. They got it all laid out. They're looking at everything. You know, you can't assume you're going to take care of your issues in the draft. Yep. They know that. Yep. But I think Nick feels like he's got the hot hand. Yeah. Is that too much to I, say? Kind of has the hot hand here. Well, yeah. But he'll I mean, tell you, though, analytically, Johnny, like he said, what did he say to the media? Crapshoot, right? Yeah, absolutely. If, you know, 50 50, whatever, at best. Yep. It is. I mean, they really. They, they hit it out of the park, so the thought is, did. okay, 2024 isn't going to be as good in the draft. Well, it's just different. It's just going to be different. Oh, keep and building. Keep building. Absolutely. But, but keep building. No doubt. Smart decisions at free agency. But now you can fill in the gaps with free agency, and you have some money to get a higher level of free agent than you've gotten before. You're just not going to get three or four of those guys. Yeah. yeah. And, and you can't spend stupidly. And you don't have to pay the Jacksonville tax. When Christian Kirk got paid four for 72 or whatever – Hell no, you don't have to pay that anymore. You don't have to pay that Ooh. at all. And by the way, in Jacksonville, they have no state income tax as well. So um, Josh Allen will, will go from one state to the other. Um, but I don't, think he's, I don't think he's coming here now. North Carolina has state income tax. So Brian Burns could come here, and he have no state income tax, and he'd feel very, very good about that. Now, speaking of draft, Drew Doherty and I did a mock draft, and we included some trades. We made some moves. In fact, we did not Ooh. draft at number 23. So who did we draft at number 26? We'll do that next right here on Texans All Access. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a Wednesday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. I am John Harris, football analyst, silent reporter for your Houston Texans and uh, the draft guys, some people like to say to me. That's fine. I love the draft. I love uh, studying for the draft, finding players, talking about them, how they fit with the Texans, etc. So Drew Doherty and I took that to a different level. With our In the Lab podcast, 
we decided to take a mock draft simulator and see what we could do with the Texans. So here we go. We are going to do a mock draft today, and it's a mock draft simulator. We're not going to go through and pick what the Bears are going to do and the, <laughs> the command. No, we don't. We don't care about that. We're just picking for the Texans. So. Yeah using profootballnetwork.com's mock draft simulator, which is a hell of a lot of fun. They've got their rankings, which differ from your top 100, the sure. Harris 100 that you do, mm-hmm. which differs from the pff.com rankings. Right. One thing we love about this is they propose trades pretty much at every pick in the early rounds. Um, yep. At the later stuff, not always, but they come up with some fascinating stuff that makes you pause. Like, hey, do you want to move back three spots? And... Get a first round pick next year, so you just swap first this year and you get a first next year, and then that I mean that make that makes you think really long and hard. Yep. And there's a whole variety of other things to bring up. Yep. And I want to do this. So okay, let's cool? do it. Yeah, I you know it's interesting because this weekend when I just kind of laying around on the couch and just thinking, and I have the the PFF mock simulator. By the way, it's it's free. Whereas yeah. there have been others that are yeah, this one's free. The PFF is they've right. changed it they've now. Changed. Yeah. And so it's a cool one too, but you got to pay money for it. So. I mean, it, it, you know, if you know, it's funny. You and I were trading text. I actually had this idea for this mock simulator for you know a long, long time ago. Uh, my buddy Lance Erline and I were doing a site together, and we had this idea. We just never really could get something like that to fruition. So we're just like, all right, we'll just you know we rate lamented. players and do all that. Yeah. We lamented over the weekend. Yeah. Um, so the the key with all of this is how those particular outlets have rated the players. Mm-hmm. Now that has everything to do with how they grade your draft. Like, oh, this is a B plus. Like PFF used to grade the draft. I'm like, yeah, but I think that guy's a top twenty player. You think he's a top one hundred eighty five player, and so that's that's where we differ. Sure. Um, and so that's you know doing PF. So we're basically going by PFNs ratings which are pretty good but they differ right right and they're going to differ and they're going to differ from mine as well so and they've um, changed them over the last week they had and they've changed them consistently i'm sure but right what they had a week two weeks ago is different than it is now yeah yeah and it'll be different in a week in a week or two after the combine yeah absolutely which i like um that that they they can update those and so you know maybe one day footballtakeover.com will get there we'll have a mock draft simulator and they'll be based on my rankings but um, they don't PFN doesn't do you great. They just, you know, here's what you ended up right. with. But I, when I was playing around with it, this, I, I, I didn't draft until I think pick one Oh three, I had worked like seven trades. <laughs> I ended up with, ended up with two first rounders, including Tennessee's first mm-hmm. rounder. So when you sent me the text over the weekend and said, Hey, I don't think Tennessee would do this, but check this out. We could get a top five pick with a trade with Tennessee. I was like, I didn't even save it because I had, <laughs> I ended up with seven future draft picks and I ended up with 20 current draft picks. Yeah. I had players all over the place. I was just trading just every time I just hit accept, 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 accept. So it's fun to do just to kind of see, um, you know, how you would put it together and all that. But uh, it is a fun exercise for sure. And along those lines, you have all those 20 picks. That's not something in his history now that we've seen Casario is a fan of, and especially Correct. he doesn't like the seventh rounder as much as uh, some GMs. Like he's not, he doesn't want a big old class with a bunch of guys from the later rounds. So that is absolutely correct. With that in mind, I sometimes operate that way and I'll, I'll just offload seventh rounders for a chance to move up and get some yeah, stuff going. Exactly. So and I think he would too. That's what we're going to do today. So yep. are you ready? Let's go. Let's do it. Okay, we're going to minimize one thing, and then we're going to maximize this. And what's great about this is you're getting that ready. You just tell people if yeah. you go to PFN, 
mock draft simulator. You, it yeah. gives you select the number of rounds. We're going seven. Correct. You can your, do your draft speed, slow, normal, fast. No, slow and normal. No, no, no. You just always go fast. Fast. Because it'll wait for else's. you to make your pick. And then you click on the Texans logo, click off all the pop-ups. Let's draft. Okay. okay. So, you know, Texans are picking 23rd in the first round. And boom, here we go. Okay. So before we tell you who's available, the Lions, who are picking 29th, are offering to swap first. So they'd move up to 23. You'd get their 29th overall. And you'd get next year's second round pick of theirs. So I think they're going to be good next year. So it's going to be a late second, I bet. Okay. They're going to move back six spots. Now, there's one other offer. And that that's not in not a bad one. It comes from Tampa Bay, who's picking three spots behind you at 26. So they would swap first. You'd move back three spots. You'd also give up pick 86, which is a third rounder, but you would move up to get 57. So you'd move back three spots in the the first, and then you move up, you know, nearly mm -hmm. nearly 30 spots. So you'd move into the second round. Cool. So you're swapping a third and a second. I think this is a good deal. I mean, I and who's that with? That's with Tampa Bay. And I mean, I, I'd move back because okay, who? But here, here's who's available, right? Yeah, that's what you got. Tell me who's available, and then we'll the we'll... highest rated player is 14th overall, and that's JJ McCarthy. He's a quarterback out of Michigan. Nice player. Don't care. No interest. Don't care. But you've got an edge rusher out of Florida State, 17th overall, Jared Verse. It makes me pause a little bit. It does. You it does. A, got a good center, 20th overall, Jackson Powers Johnson out of Oregon. Another quarterback from Oregon, Bo Nix. No interest. No interest. Okay, now, if you move back, you might miss out on this guy. The 25th rated player, Byron Murphy II, a defensive tackle mm -hmm. out of Texas. And right behind him, 27th overall, is Brian Thomas. Now, out of verse, Murphy, Thomas, I think one of those guys would be available if I move back three spots with the Bucks. You want to make this trade? Well, it's a... Uh... So let's do this again. So those are the players. Yeah. Now, ver verse is very, very tempting. And it also has to do on what I do with free agency too. Because, I mean, look, if Jared Verse is available at 23, it may not even matter what I do in free agency. Yeah. I end up with a cost-controlled, really um, dynamic pass rusher who started his career at Albany, then moved on to Florida State, um, and was a hit the very first, no pun intended, the very first time he got there. So... This trade has to be really, really good because I might even, like I said, I might even, I don't even know what the Texans are going to do free agency. I have no idea what they're going to do with Jonathan Gennard. But if, if John does uh, walk and move somewhere else, they're going to have a need at that particular position. I don't I, know what they'll do at free agency. I say even if Grenard stays, man, I wouldn't mind taking right. first. So let's look at that trade again. You're moving back three. So, but look. What are the Bucks doing? Do they want a quarterback? Are they sticking with Baker Mayfield? Because McCarthy's available. Bo Nix is available. Right. Don't know what they care about on the offensive line. Behind you at 24 are the Cowboys. Right. They're probably not going to take those quarterbacks. No, but they'll probably take one of those defensive linemen. Yeah. Byron one Murphy of them, at least. Yeah. And then you also have the Packers at 25. So I think there's a chance they could take a defensive lineman too. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a risky call right there. Let's roll the dice. Let's make the trade. Okay, we're going to accept Let's the trade. accept the trade and hope that one of those guys is there. Here we go. All right. Murphy, excuse me. 
Jackson Powers Johnson was taken by, they moved up to take a center. Mm -hmm. Troy Fautanu was the Cowboys pick. Yeah, good player. So Jared Verse is still available because Byron Murphy got got selected by the Packers. You're right. You you what you did was you you played it the way that that Nick talks about. He talks about players kind of in pods. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at okay, what players can be available or what players do we like at those particular spots? How does that value match up? And that's what that's what you're attempting to do. And so you did it. You looked at those four players and thought, okay, we're moving down three spots to evaluate the trade. Pretty good return on the trade to move mm-hmm. down just three spots, but are we going to miss out on all those players that we think are of good value? And now you've moved up way up into the second round. Correct. So you've got two second rounders. So now you got two second rounders, and you have Verse on the board and Thomas. I'm going Jared Verse. Let's go Jared Verse. Well, hold Florida on, State. though. Hold on, though. Oh, am I getting another trade offer? The Rams have offered pick 52, pick 83, and next year's second for this year's first and 244. That doesn't blow me over if you've got Jared Verse in front of me, but there's also another trade offer, and that comes from the Denver Broncos. This is interesting. They want 26 and pick 123, and they're going to give you pick 81, eh, but next year's first and next year's second. Now they're getting rid of Russell Wilson. It's very tempting because you got a feeling that Denver's probably trying to reset this whole thing. Now, people thought that about us last year. We went 10 and 7, got the division around in the playoffs. Yeah. Sean Payton won with a guy at quarterback that he didn't really care for. He gets a guy that he cares for, you know, who's to say? Um I just but, I, I can't I can't pass on what we what we've gotten. I know us. I, I like I, it's, I want to have verse. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a first rounder next year. We got our own first rounder next year, but I'm going to let's go Jared versus Florida state. I think that's going to be a good fit. I think he fits this defense, uh, smart, hard playing, twitchy, um, can play run and pass. And that's important. Um, so let's go Jared versus at number 23. I like it. I, I like, like it, it as well. I like it as well. Okay. Now we're on the clock at 57th. Overall, okay. So that's we, the pick we obtained from the Tampa trade. And correct? we also have 59. So okay. it's us, the Browns at 58. And that's their first pick of the day. Okay. So let's look at the deal. First pick of the day. Let's look at our deals. As, and 59. So we're 57, 59. We've got one offer 57 and 235 for pick 108 of the Vikings. And then next year's second and next year's fourth. I don't know. On the board, you got. No, nah, I don't like it. I don't the, like it. On the board, you got Michael Penix Jr. Nah. You've got. A, like him. Next guy is Adisa Isaac. Oh, now we've already gone. We've gone edge rusher. Adisa Isaac's a little. Deploy. He's a long, twitchy Penn athlete. State, yeah. But I don't like it because we've already gone verse. All right. What else? All right. We get some interesting spots here. All right. There's about seven guys I, I'm, in, I'm intrigued by. Texas tight end, Jatavion Sanders. Okay. All right. Washington wide receiver, Jalen Polk. Like him. Former Lufkin, Texas. Uh, went to Texas Tech. Started his career there, then went on to Washington. Uh, my comp for him is a younger Robert Woods. Michael Hall, Jr., defensive tackle from Ohio State. When it comes to twitchy, quick, fast-footed interior defensive lineman, Michael Hall, Jr. is that dude. He's 280 pounds, though. We already have... Guys that are of that ilk. We need to be bigger. Rook or Hororo? Aroro. Aroro. I know it sounds like you're saying, you know. Sounds like you're joking around. It sounds like you're joking around. It sounds like you're talking about Scooby Doo. Yeah. Uh Rook Aroro. Um he is uh 
now he's kind of that same ilk. He's a little bit, he's bigger than Hall, not as, not as twitchy, but has those kind of twitchy, quick, agile, athletic moments. And he hasn't played a lot of football. He started late, late in his high school career. So I think he's got a lot of football ahead of him. But again, with what I have on the defensive line, I'm thinking I've got to get bigger and I'm thinking and hoping for one name to come down and I might do that. All right. Well, Patrick Paul, the offensive tackle from Houston is available. Nice no, player, but I think you got right. your set there. I think you're okay. Chris Jenkins, Michigan defensive tackle. is Now available. I'm starting to get interested. I like Chris Jenkins a lot. I thought his, thought his tape in 2022, his play in 2022 was better than 2023, but they did a lot of rotation because Michigan's defensive line was so much better this year. Um, and so they could, they, those guys in defensive line in Michigan played like 30 plays a game. They didn't mm-hmm. play a lot because they had a bunch of them. So let's hold on that one. Okay. Keep going. I think you, uh, you might be thinking about Mount McKinley, McKinley Jackson, the monster from Texas A&M defensive tackle. I like interested? him. I like him. I'm interested, but I feel like McKinley's game is just pure power. Now he's explosive and powerful. That's really what he is now. Mm-hmm. Can he develop into some other, other, you know, this, can, can he become a pass rusher? He showed no pass rush moves in the senior bowl. None. It was just all bow rush. Yeah. I'm waiting for one name. All right. I don't know if you're going to see it. You got a linebacker, Cedric Gray out of North Carolina. I like him as a cover guy. I like this wide receiver and I want to take him with one of these two picks. I don't want to leave without taking this guy. Cause you don't have a chance at him. Roman Wilson is ranked 66, the Michigan receiver. He gives me I'd, pause, man. I'd be tempted to give Roman uh, – I'd be tempted to take Roman Wilson, but I got to pick two picks later. And I am – I'm I'm not going to roll the dice, but I'm thinking about who is after – I'm trying to think who's 58-59. Here we go. Uh, 58 is Green Bay. Probably not taking a receiver. No, 58 is the Browns. Oh, the Browns. Yeah. Okay. Could they go to the receiver? Possibly. But there's so many of them. That's why I'm going to wait. Okay. So who do you want to take out of that crew? Because there's, if you're asking about, were you thinking about Sweat? Because he's gone. Sweat's gone. Okay. Yeah. That's Sweat's gone. Andre Sweat, that's what I was angling for. Yeah. At 57, I really would have liked to have seen him. Um, but you got Isaac. You got Jatavion Sanders, Hulk Hall, Aurororo, Chris Jenkins, Cedric Gray. Of those, which one do I think is probably somebody I couldn't get two picks later? Yeah. Um. I'm probably thinking Chris Jenkins is the way to go. Now he's he's not. His dad was Chris Jenkins. Now his dad was a big dude, 335, 340 pounds. He was big, but he was agile. I remember a game against the Jets. He was absolutely dominant in 2015. I think it was. This guy's 6'3", 285. Yeah, uh, he's bigger than that. He's like 305, 310. Okay. Um, but he can move. Obviously, he's got football DNA. Uh, let's go, Chris Jenkins out of Michigan. I think of the picks that we have right there. Let's go with that because I'm setting up for 59 because I think I know what I'm going to do there as well. So okay. 59. So the Texans take Jenkins, okay. the defensive tackle. The Browns took Cedric Gray, the linebacker. Okay. Now you're on the clock at 59, but got an op. I got an offer. That's what I'm looking for. You got two offers. Washington will give you 67 and next year's second round pick in exchange for 59. Oh, that's a good one. I'm, I'm tempted by that, but yeah. I think you lose Roman Wilson, but there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of picks in between. Not stressing about the receivers. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not. Okay. What else? And then I don't, I'm not wild about this one. It doesn't wow me. It's the Raiders 59 and your seventh next year for pick 77 and next year's Raiders third. No, Let, thanks. Let's do the Washington deal right. because there, there are a number of receivers. If receivers, the way that we want to go. And you also start getting into the, the running back realm. Once okay. you get to 67, 
and we get Washington second next year, thinking Washington is going to maybe struggle a little bit. So that second could be in the, you know, in the, the mid to low four, mid to high forties. Mm -hmm. That's not a bad place to be to have two second rounders. So let's make that deal. And we did. We made that deal. Who do we select with pick number 67? It's going to be a name I promise you you haven't heard of. And I love this guy. That's next on Texans All Access. When we last left you, John Harris and Drew Doherty were deciding what to do at pick number 67. Ah, sorry, I can't do big broadcaster voice. I'm John Harris, your host. Welcome back to the show. But it is true. Drew Doherty and I were doing a mock draft in, on our In the Lab podcast. And we got to pick 67. I know you're going, wait a second, 67? How did we end up with 67? Well, Drew and I made a deal with the Washington Commanders. And we ended up moving down to number 67. Seven. So now it's time to pick that player at 67. So what did we do with that pick? Well, it might shock you. We went with a safety. Okay, available now. Penix, Michael Hall Jr., Aroro, McKinley Jackson, Roman Wilson, Jeremiah Trotter Jr., a linebacker, mm -hmm. DJ yep. James, DJ James, a corner uh -huh. from April. Auburn, yep. Cedric Van Pran, a center out of Georgia, Kalen Bullock, Safety. safety from USC, USC. Cole Bishop, safety from Utah. Ooh, I like me some Cole Bishop. Jalen McMillan, receiver from Washington. I like McMillan, too. Devontae Walker, receiver from North Carolina. Now, Tez Walker is a guy that – Tez Walker is very interesting to me because he's he's what would happen if Nico and Tank married one another, and the result would be Tez Walker. He's like 6'2", mm 6'3", -hmm. so he's tall like Nico – but he's kind of got a wiry life build like Tank. At the Senior Bowl, I was really excited to see Tez, and there were a lot of times where he got open and like, yes, drop the pass. Mm. I think Tez has got a ton of upside. Now, he got kind of hosed by the NCAA with a transfer, tried to transfer back to North Carolina. They shot it down. I'm like, really? The NCAA is going to get tough now? Well, they finally got him after like four or five games. So he's got to shake some of the rust off at the Senior Bowl. Sound like somebody else we know, Nico Collins. So he wasn't all together in a groove. I think Tez Walker's got some really serious upside. However, I have thought about the Roman Wilson, Will Fuller. Now mm -hmm. he compares himself to Tyler Lockett. He likes that comparison. I think it's Will Fuller just because the easy way he accelerates away from people. I'd be cool with Tyler Lockett too, though, man. No, I would be too. <laughs> I would be too. And that's why I'm really, I, I feel like the receivers, your best value. However, you named like three wide receivers that I could, I could go with. Yeah. Um, and so I need to start thinking about, and we need to start thinking about, are there positions where there is a low supply that we need to jump on the demand right now? Okay. Um, and that's, that's where I would, I would look at, I would look at Cole Bishop. Now I'm not saying I'm going to do it, but I would look at Cole Bishop because I think he could do a lot of things for you. Play like down on the box. 200, yeah. Yes. Great football player. Uh, I know a lot, a lot of people watch Utah football. Cole Bishop, if I was doing this just me, I would give a lot of consideration because my next pick is not until like 120 something. Did I give up 86? Uh, yeah, but it's been it's been in that movement. So yeah, that's what I thought. It was in that got movement. 123 okay. and 127. Okay, up. so 67 is probably my last opportunity to get a game breaker wide receiver. Um, but I, will, I really like Cole Bishop at safety, and I also think there's probably a low supply of safeties, and I do think there are a lot of wide receivers. Let's do it. Let's let's go with Cole Bishop, the safety from Utah. Okay. Let's Cole do it. Cole Bishop is who you're going with. Yeah. Let's pick put him in that mix at safety. 67. He can do a lot of different things. Okay. What's our next pick? Now you're going at 120. 
three. And available, okay. first up, first available is Makai Wingo, a defensive tackle from LSU. Okay, shorter, stout, more just a pass rusher. Kind of don't know really where to play him. All right, next. Cam Hart, a Notre Dame corner. Long, long, tall corner. Mm-hmm. Not as fast, but uses length to kind of make up for. Uh, he's definitely in a mix for sure for me. We also have Marshawn Lloyd, real fast running oh, back from USC. Thick, thick, thick. Went to both USC's. Went to University of South Carolina hmm. and then went to USC. I thought he actually played a little bit better at South Carolina, but there were some moments at USC where you started to kind of see what I think is the real him. He's definitely on the list. Next. You got Theo Johnson, tight end at Penn State. Got to consider him again, go back to supply and demand. Tight ends, not a ton of them. Um, and he is a long, tall athletic dude who can catch the football for sure imani bailey tcu running back tanner good player tanner bordellini center from wisconsin had a good senior bowl i like him has some guard center but you got plenty of those guys son of the goat brendan, brendan rice. rice jerry rice's son yeah from usc really intriguing prospect and we have not gone wide receiver there um boy what are the two receiver prospects you got brendan rice right there uh-huh uh and then He's not a receiver, but he's a dang big tight end. Almost like 6'7", really, 260 out of TCU, Jared Wiley. I love Wiley. I really like Wiley. I don't know why Wiley has not gotten a bunch of um, acclaim. That could change soon. I, I, I love Wiley. In fact, I would probably think about doing Wiley at 123. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. TCU, Jared Wiley. I like him. He was at Texas, went to TCU. He made a couple of really athletic catches at Senior Bowl. I think he is completely underrated. Uh, I... I and I think 123 is about, I probably haven't been uh, just outside the 100, but I like him as a player. And I think he's got some ability to block. He's not going to kill anybody, but he has the ability to get open. And he is big and strong after the catch. Let's do Jared Wiley. Now you're picking at 127 again. La Umea, tackle from Utah went. Marshawn Neeland, an edge from Western Michigan went. And Cam Hart, the corner went before. So now you still got Wingo, Marshawn Lloyd, the running back, Theo Johnson, Amani Bailey, Taylor, Tanner Bordellini, Brendan Rice, Tyler Davis, a defensive tackle from Clemson, an Alabama receiver in Jermaine Burton, and New Hampshire has a running back. Oh, it's not Chris. It's not not John Perry. Nope. Nope. Not uh, the workout man to the stars. I can't remember his name right off the top of my head, but he was a great podcast listener. Not Chip Kelly, not Ryan Day. Yeah, but his name is Dylan Dylan Lobby. Lobby. Keaton Oladapu. Oregon State. Now I like Oladapu, but I already went and got a safety of Cole Bishop. Jordan but Jefferson's available? Oh, the defensive Different tackle. one. Now, he had a really good senior bowl. I did not expect to see that from him at all, and he was really, really good. I would consider that. However, I want to go lobby. Yeah. And here's my reasoning. Well, we have to tell you the funny story. So we go to the senior bowl, and at the senior bowl, um, I had seen him play against Central Michigan. And it's against Central Michigan. Now, UNH is a FCS school. Mm-hmm. So they play a level down. So they go to Central Michigan. It's a money game. It's a guaranteed money game. I don't know how much they end up getting. They travel to Central Michigan. And this dude catches 12 passes for 295 yards. And he's a, what's his position say? Running. Running back. However, he catches 12 for 295. And it's not just we're throwing swing passes, throwing screens. They put him in a slot. He ran slants. They threw him uh, slot fades out of the slot. I'm like, Good Lord. And this dude can run. So we get to the senior bowl. I'm excited to see him up close. Mm-hmm. This guy is a brick. He has got no body fat, stud athlete, and he's wearing number 40. And so I wrote down on my notebook, literally, Austin Eckler meets Mike Allstock. 
So after practice, my buddy Lance Airline uh, is talking to him. And so I just rolled up and just kind of joined in on a conversation and started talking to him about, you know, different things he could do. You know, I told Lance, you know, hey, Lance asked him, hey, could you play in the slot? Like full-time slot receiver, you know, do the, you know, do the Wes Welker thing. Just go in the slot and that's it. Yes, absolutely. He said, I did it at UNH for a little bit. Yeah, I could absolutely do it. So I said, well, I said, I came up with a comp for you. And uh, I said, Austin Eckler meets Mike Allstott. He started, he burst out laughing. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I kind of thought it was funny too. So he goes, no, 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 no. He goes, my dad's favorite player. And the reason I'm wearing 40 today at the senior bowl is because of Mike Allstott. It's cool. I'm like, whoa, man, that's really cool. So that would be my comp. Austin Eckler meets Mike Allstott. And he doesn't quite run like Allstott, but he'll break tackles. Mm -hmm. He's got quickness. He's got speed. I think he's going to probably run in a 4-4 range. Uh, so he's got long speed, and he is a great receiver. I think that would be a heck of a pick to add to the running back room and different from anybody else that the Texans have had. So you want slot receiver plus running back and all of it together. And a great, great kid. Okay. Great kid. Dylan Lobby, New Hampshire. Do it. Let's go. He's the pick at one, two, seven. Now you got to wait. You're going through the fifth round. Okay. Going through the sixth round. Because yep. we've made some trades yep. the Texans have. And you're getting to the seventh round. Seventh round. Okay. The picks that are left in the seventh round. You've got first up two, two, one. Now, there's some stuff available, some guys available. Blake Watson, a Memphis running back, is the yep. highest rated. He's the 184th ranked pro prospect yep. on their board. The 200th ranked prospect is another big tight end, Brevin Span Ford out of Minnesota. We say big. He's 6'7", 270. Yeah. That's big. Yeah, I don't think he's 270. No. I'm just seeing him up close, I don't think he's 270. Um, I thought he'd be a little bit better blocker than he is. Decent receiver, but yeah. I'll pass on both of those. What we got next? A.J. Barner, tight end out of Michigan. Charles Turner, a center from uh, LSU. You could stop right there for a second. Oh, yeah? I'm not going to – not gonna. Charles Turner at the senior ball I thought was really, really good. I thought this year for LSU, I thought he was good just watching him. But I was like, okay, let's get on the senior ball. Boy, he had some really good one-on-one -on -one reps. He got a lot of kudos from the coaches. And, again, at some point, offensive line's got to – take on somebody yeah we've got a lot of interior candidates but it never hurts especially in the seventh round so let's hold on to charles turner's name for a second okay let's yep. just hold on a name what else we got you have running back carson Steele from ucla, UCLA transfer from ball state omar spates from lsu he's a linebacker no, i like spates i like spates he transferred from morgan state didn't have quite the year at lsu but um thick could run could hit next western kentucky's quarterback austin reed yeah. Safety out of Washington, Dominique Hampton. As a box slayer. Safety from Lubbock, Texas Tech, Dadrian Taylor Demerson. Now, we already went with Cole Bishop, right? Yeah. If I have to choose between um, Taylor Demerson or Charles Turner, I'm probably going to go Turner because I just feel like having that, that growth from a young player. Let's go Turner from LSU. Okay. But Taylor Demerson had one heck of a shrine ball. Had a great career. Watched him a couple times, studied him a couple times. Uh, actually, last week was yeah. actually watching him and and studying him and thought, okay, there's something definitely here. I think seventh round for him would be would be a great, great move for the Texans. I think he probably gets into the sixth, maybe ekes his way into the fifth, especially with what he did at Shrine Bowl. But he's got to run well, and that'll really kind of get people's attention. I'm not totally sure that he does that, but Turner is a center. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. But that was fun. We'll do that again 
on our In The Lab podcast. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate Mark and Drew for joining me. All you guys for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. And as always, go Texans.